This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Kevin. And I'm Tinzian. My character is Anatari. She's a good aligned Kalishtar war priest. I don't know what this assisting means. What do you what do you have to say for yourself there? Uh, it's time to get some sunrods up in this biz. All just armored to like the nth degree. Dastardly, dashing ahead. It's time to get some sunrods up in this biz. The des despotic? Damn it! <laughs> All just armored to like the nth degree. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to get some sunrods up in this biz. Beauty's of D&D. Can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it. Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Florian. Last I checked, I'm still Tinzine. Yes. <laughs> and I'd love to tell you what episode it is. It's 150. I want to say 6, but I could be completely wrong. Uh, what is it? From the 180s. 180s, really? Wow. Wow. In a not at all weekly, not even monthly at this point series <laughs> of a group of friends playing D&D, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. So, this will be a real fun catch-up. So anyone's listening consecutively on our podcast, uh, com or on iTunes, will have a nice, consistent story, but for us, there's months going by between when we last streamed and now, so sometimes we're forgetful. This is probably going to be one of those occasions. Dungeon Master, I dare you to catch us up on where we are currently. <laughs> I remember exactly where we're at. Really? So. Yeah. Good. Um, before we go on um, vlogging ourselves over the disease known as real life, <laughs> we have an important announcement. Mm. A dire announcement. Dire. 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 Because it's singing. Oh, yeah, okay. Yay. Somebody on this podcast had a birthday yesterday. Yeah, who was it? Mm. Now, <laughs> my German sucks. So oh. I'm not even going to cry. <gasps> Happy birthday in German. And the person who I had hired out to sing the song in German. You hired someone? So, Aww. you're stuck with us singing Happy Birthday for you. Yay! Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you! you. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you! <laughs> happy birthday! Dear Carl! Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you! To you! you. Thank you! <laughs> Yay, yeah. Carl! Chat, say happy birthday to Carl. So, are you now officially old enough to have that stein of, of beer that you've been wanting for years and years? I think so, yeah. <laughs> nice. Congratulations, folks. He's now 11. <laughs> well, in Germany, he could be like 11. Yeah, that's exactly it. Very good. <clears throat> so. In our last episode, which nobody else remembers except for me... Exactly. The party is in the town of Gaslight. Oh, right. And it has been destroyed by whatever it is that came and destroyed it. 
gargantuan thing. Carl is recovering inside the only really large building left in town, which is a barn. And uh, this is because during the trip at some point in time, he kind of got sick or poisoned or something that nobody's really bothered to try and diagnose, but did give him a healing surge. And Cesar was kind enough to help some people, stash some bodies, but Xanatari, unfortunately, due to her inquisitive nature, tried to, well, use one of her daily abilities to question the dead on a vampire and blew it into so much dust. I don't even want to hear it. I could have sm smited? Smited is the past of smite? Smited him? Smote? Smote. There's a word. <laughs> I could have smoted him. <laughs> smote him. I done smoted him. That's a different. That's a different activity there. Dusted to alive, then dead, then alive, then dead again. Because well, and you know, I got no answers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was, I remember the last thing happened, he was resurrected, gave me the finger, and then disappeared into e ether. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then down one of the, um, well, they're not so much side streets anymore in uh, this town, since it was destroyed. Uh, down what would have been one of the side streets, you see, you saw a figure that was tending to the wounds of a little girl. Then y'all went down there to investigate it, and by y'all, I think that was just Xanatari. Someone was with me, though, right? Wasn't it Carl? I feel like someone else was there. So Carl may have dragged himself out from uh, Death's Door at least. This gentleman. Um, looked up at you, and uh, before doing so, had mentioned that was his friend. Oh, the one that was resurrected unceremoniously? Before he was yes. smote? This is why we have the separation of church and state people. Yes. Some people want to remain dead, and other people want to raise everything. Okay, so he, what, he looks up at me and says, that was my friend? Yep. And then goes back to tending broken arm of the, whatever. Okay. Well, I, I'm not going to reply. Just going to look slightly, slightly stricken. Okay. Slightly stricken. Fine. Yeah. Apologetic. Uh, Cesar. Yes? In the meantime that you have been um, kind of wandering around doing your thing there, uh, your connection with death has kind of told you that an entire civilization has just gone extinct. Mm. Entirely gone. Okay. Like, and here? Like, this place? Or somewhere else? Like, Alderaan? Or what? <laughs> so, well, it's kind of that Alderaan effect, but it's, um, Involves the bag that uh, Xanatari has that merges. Sorry, you cut out there. The bag what? That Xanatari has that merges. Oh. Okay. 
Yes. That holds Bert and the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so something just got wiped out, and um, Zenitari, that humming sound that you were hearing coming from the bag has died out. Mm. So in other words, Bert is inside some kind of, you know, giant bag of holding universe, smiting things. I'm going to keep using that word. I'm going to call it smite. Uh, shooting things with his laser beams because he couldn't kill things in this world, so he's just on a rampage in some kind of bag of holding. Is that what you're implying? If it makes you happy, that's fine, but we, we do have to deal with the trouble with the trademark issue of Spite, or the name of a game. So. That's true. Well, okay, we'll, we'll find a word. Smotted, the adventure. Smotted? Smotted. That'll be the name of the episode, Smotted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you like some blueberry smotted, some strawberry smotted, or would you just rather have a... No. No. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> so, um, what would y'all like to do? There was, there was indecision in the last episode as to whether you guys actually cared that this time got wiped out there are vampires and everything, which has kind of been a, an issue, but you did manage to force something heinously gigantic. To this, I look at um, Eric and Carl to... Yeah, it says it was the one who cares town. about this town. So. <laughs> um, well, so... This is all, the, like, there's not much left, though. Um, does there seem to be any center of activity? Or are we kind of in it? Like, You're largely in the center of activity. There are a couple buildings that they're trying to put um, tarps over the basements and so forth to try and give some shelter because sunlight's going to kind of suck in a few hours for some of the town. <laughs> right. Okay. Does anybody seem to be in charge or sort of leading or directing things or... No, not so much. It seems more that um, everyone's just trying to use what resources they have on hand to clear things out. Please tell um, me it's the child. <laughs> it's like, what is her name? Leandra Marmont or something? Lady Marmont. <laughs> Lady yeah. Marmont. Please tell me it's the child that's in charge of the town. <laughs> that would be kind of badass. I mean, they're if, vampires, if so... Yes, but you're not sure if this one's a vampire or not. You're not sure if either one. I mean, to sort of just on the surface, do they just look like people? There are some that are, you know, it's various degrees of albinism. Right. So, um, in some cases, they look it, but uh, you have enough experience so far seeing things in the death realm, Sazer, that you sort of know that the older a vampire gets, or they can sometimes mask. Sure. Fire I mean, is that. Is there a, um, like the, obviously this thing made, came up through the ground and made huge holes or whatever, right? Right. Um, can I, like, go to the edge of the hole? Or the, the hole? I don't know, I can't picture exactly what it is, if it's one giant trench or if there's different holes. It's a big, it's a big giant quarry that doesn't look like was there. Yeah. So... I don't know how close we are to that, but maybe he would try to make his way over there. It 
it's 100 feet, maybe. Okay. So, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll head to the, the edge of it to see what it looks like down at the bottom, from the top at least. Okay. Uh, Kevin Bacon pops out. Mm-hmm. It's holes. It's a stupid old movie. Never mind. You meaning Tremors? Tremors, yeah, with the holes in the ground. There's oh, also a movie called Holes with works. children in it, but anyway. There is. That's that's Shia LaBeouf, though. Yeah, we know that would be scary. Keep going. Good thing, good thing Holes didn't start with Shia LaBeouf being out in the desert. <laughs> Much better when it was Kevin Bacon and Tremors. Yes. I'm sorry, I'm just determined to take this road off the rails today. <laughs> As per usual. I missed you. Hello. <laughs> All right. Um, you go over to the edge, and uh-huh. it's uh, pretty much bone dry because there hasn't been um, enough rain to get. Even though there was a huge storm, whatever yep. drew it away also drew away a lot of the moisture. Uh, you do see a number of sparkling items scattered around, and uh, a couple carcasses. Okay. Essentially, it looks like whatever it was rose up out of the ground, displaced some earth. Um, the amount of displacement doesn't seem to match what you saw highlighted by lightning in terms of in, size and stuff. Which, in which way? There's too much displaced or not enough? Not enough. Okay. Uh, this thing was somehow moving through the earth in various ways, but it didn't displace its global. And is there, like, a, a clear, like, like, is it, did it, where it came up or went back down, did that kind of settle back in, or are there, like, big old tunnels that... No, settle back. back Okay. Um, but you can sort of see a patterns in the earth like it started to move as it was going back down and in as the twisters were chasing it down mm-hmm. and you kind of get a direction that it's heading sure. or was going to be heading okay would it be difficult to go down to the bottom if you took enough precautions and we did a athletics series of challenges sure probably get you mm. down there I don't know if that he'll find too much down there. I'm just curious. Um, but flying I, platform you can take down there too. But that's true. Inventory may not like her whip getting scratched. Yeah. Okay. Um. I think he'll then maybe head back to try to talk to some of the people, see if they knew. You know, try to get if they have any idea what happened, because that's that's what that's what the boss wants. I'm not sure uh, if whether Carl was with the entire or wandering off uh, on his own at the moment. Guess what? You have the wonderful gift of self-choice. <laughs> no! <laughs> Zenodai grabs him by the back of the neck! It's going to make sense to the listeners who are listening to the previous episode or are going, what the hell? Okay, so let's just say... Um, uh, if he was wandering out on his own, by pure luck he finds Centauri and the other person. 
and goes, oh, uh, hello, good sir, can I maybe help you, uh, fetch water or something? <laughs> kind of looks at you and, um, tells you that the well is gone, but there's a river nearby, and if you want to do that, that would be great use for asking. Uh, finishes tying off the arm of the girl. Problem is, it looks more, and I'm going to give this without having to do a check, it looks more like a tourniquet than a sling for binding a broken arm. Hmm. Let me look through and see if I have anything interesting that I can do. Can I do a minor action healing word and try to heal her? Even though she's undead? How do you know she's undead? The fact that he, I don't know, she's not making any noise, he's tourniqueting her arm. The guy's friend was an undead person that I resurrected, who then disappeared. I'm just going to make some, some, some assumptions, although I can roll a perception if you would like. So, in other words, you work for clinical healthcare, and you're just going to walk in and do an eyeball exam. And walk out <laughs> and yes, basically. Um, but, I mean, I can roll for it. It's actually... No, it's a burst five, which I can just do. It will give a... Target can have a healing surge if they roll a 1d6 additional hit points, whatever that would be. I don't know what her AC is. Okay. Just... Ask yourself for a moment. You've already smotted. <laughs> smotted. Smotted one person. Well, yes, but I'm not trying to resurrect we're anyone. Smot smotting. If he's bothering to tourniquet, I'm going to think that this person has some kind of circulation and would benefit from healing. Alright, um, so go ahead, do your, do your task, uh, do you try to push the guy out of the way, or do you just kind of go... No, I mean, I guess I'll gesture at her, and then, you know, kind of start to, as it says, utter a soothing word that mends wounds, um, and kind of keep eye contact with him, so if he starts to wave at me frantically, as though this is a bad idea, I'll stop doing it, but... Okay, so you utter the word chocolate. Yes. I start, it's a mantra. Mmm, chocolate. Yes. Alright, um, the only surge goes off. She does not. <laughs> Great. Um, but she is clearly drugged. So she doesn't really kind of respond, but, um, the fellow does check to make sure that what we know is checking for calls for you and for me. Checking on the, the doneness of dinner. But, whatever. So, you've done that, and he slowly starts to release just a little bit of um, turn for pressure. But since it doesn't really um, close wounds, mm -hmm. it's the only thing, he tends to leave it on, but um, she doesn't like does seem to make a sound and then you know, says over her shoulder to you that that's uh, going to be a little bit better. Okay, good. He actually, he actually does thank 
Then I'm gonna head over. Is this my small amends for, you know, killing his friend? And I'm gonna wander over to the hole where Caesar is, I guess, climbing down at this point. No. Just looking in. I had turned around and was gonna make my way back over to the people to try to talk to them. Okay, so I will encounter Caesar on my way to look at the hole. Hmm. No, but I want to take Bert out and uh, see if Bert would like to fly down the hole. Let's go down the hole. Bert, go down the hole. <laughs> All right. So you take um, take Bert out, and um, Bert is extremely hot to the touch. Okay. Well, he's an iron stone, so. Yeah, but this this time he's he's pretty almost glowing and not just for power so reasons. Okay, in in a like I'm going to blow up the universe because something very bad is here way, or in a I'm a nightlight way. Mm-hmm. Kind of his nightlight way, but oh, and by the way, for my typical statements as for those that are watching, um, Freddy the co GM has arrived, and you may or may not hear him purring during the broadcast. For those of you that are listening afterwards, uh, he's probably going to get edited out. Yeah, honestly, he's. We need to take him to the vet because he's just so nasty. Like, like, he's just laying in my lap, so nasty. He's got some kind of ear infection or something. It's just terrible. It's no, no. It's just terrible. Like, he just reeks. I don't even want him in my lap. (laughs) But I've kicked him out like twice, and he keeps coming back. It's just terrible. So, yeah. Um, right, back to the game. So, okay, I'm going to let Bert go and hope that he travels down, you know, to bring me some light to the bottom of the hole so I can see something. Okay. As he's sending his way down um, the hole, seeing the light reflecting off a number of shiny objects, wood sticking around, and it seems to be an awful lot of cobblestones. Okay, as though it's been, you know, lined by cobblestones, you know, in a sort of domestic way? Yes. Mm. Um, sort of like they took a hallway and unfolded it in various parts. Okay, I want to see if I can do an arcana check and see if there's, like... I get. I want to get a feel if this was assembled via spells or if it's like literally stonemasons are crawling down all. Cool. Okay. Oh, ah, natural twenty plus my thirteen, so thirty-three. Okay. Well, since you have a natural twenty, you must give us the epic and awesome explanation montage of your studying process. Okay. What's the answer, though? Because I need the answer before I assemble a montage for you. Is it magical or no? Um, the amount of magic that is in this area is phenomenal. Okay. Uh, if, it, if, if it could be the TDK guy sitting in a chair getting blown away by some music, um, this would be him at ground zero of both Hiroshima and Nagasaki and all the U.S. atomic tests everywhere. Okay. However, it does not appear that the, as you put it, 
stonemasons running around just randomly creating stonework. Whatever had been here left an amazing residue of some sort of magic. Okay, so if I'm understanding this right, Zentari is going to wave her hands with authority and cast a spell to get an idea of, of the Arcana uh, buildup in the area, and we're going to see rising from the ground a vision in mist that shows some kind of really dark, huge form coming out of the ground, extruding some kind of bleh, slimy substance that coats the outside of it, and as it pulls back into the ground, we can see it smoothing the hole perfectly, and it's tiny little whatever's on the outside, because I don't want to give it too much of a description before we know what it is, is slicing into the rock around it and almost making perfect squares of the rocks as it stamps them, moving backwards, and leaves a an interesting form of uh, <laughs> of masonry behind as it as it goes, and then the cloud vision floats away like a morning mist and back to reality with some kind of music, like dust in the wind. Like dust in the wind. Hmm. We are dust in the wind. Um, I'm going to add something to that because it was natural twenty. At one point, the mist comes out and envelops you momentarily, and you feel like you are within the keep of the shadow flow. You're down underneath inside the dungeons. Okay, as though somehow those dungeons were created by a similar beast, or that I'm getting, like, the same uh, god feel? Ambiguous. Ambiguous, okay. Just some kind of tie there. Fine. Okay. But doing that, still giving you credit for your 20, the pattern for that uh, rock style mm-hmm. that looks like when a uh, quarter unfolded or part of a quarter that was ripped off unfolded um, does kind of help to keep the shadow fell. Not, uh, not exactly, but... Like maybe it was mimicking this. Okay. Draw, draw what you want at this point in time ideas okay well I think everyone saw that so I don't have to convey it to the party I will keep the Shadowfell aspect to myself since it's not really relevant at this moment no I think actually they didn't see the magical manifestation of my awesomeness nope only you we are uh, self hype is it remains crazy. only for me Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I will. I will, you know, tell Cesar and Carl, you know, guys. I, I, I've noticed and I'm sensing that this was created by a great beast, possibly the thing we saw earlier uh, towards the castle, and that this is not a man-made formation. This is something naturally occurring from this monster. So, if we want to go down in there, it seems like some kind of a trail or a a hole that has been created by a, a creature instead of people. Just FYI. You would have gotten more experience points if you had actually used the phrase jinkies. <laughs> jinkies, guys! No, that's not really Xenotari's style, but I appreciate <laughs> the word jinkies. 
Oh, by the way, it looks like it's um, random points that are scattered throughout. As though they've stuck to the skin of something that's moving through treasure. It's a little smog, but I'll give it to you. Uh, Carl, you're out. You got a water bucket. There's no well, so were you heading to the river, or were you just gonna go swinging the bucket around? What are you up to? Well, Carl's gonna uh, look for the river, and <laughs> if he's able to locate it, uh, he'll also look for something edible, like, I don't know, some root he's really familiar with, or herbs, and okay. take them take them back to the uh, man. <laughs> um, find a lot of mushrooms. You find uh, some roots as well. Looks like uh, somewhere along the way, a vegetable patch got uh, washed out, and there's an awful lot of carrots and tubers and stuff that are kind of wedged into this debris dam that you encounter on the river. Surprisingly, though, you do not encounter any bodies stacked up on the river. Oh, that's good. That means that the vegetables are probably going to be edible, and he'll pick them up and tuck them into uh, his... I don't know if he's wearing a coat or something (laughs) at the moment, but... uh, if he's got a way to take him with him, he will. Weren't you wearing something extremely stylish, like some kind of smoking jacket or something? I kind of recall yep. that this was a thing. Yeah. One of scissors. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's also gone to, gone to the pants now, too. Yeah, there was something about the pants. Yeah. <laughs> he's the most pimping half-orc monk ever. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, so... Everything that looks uh, pretty much edible uh, and safe to eat, uh, he's gonna take back. Um, if he encounters a um, living or uh, under creature on the way <laughs> uh, back to the girl and the man, he'll hand out a carrot or <laughs> a beet with a friendly nod, or at least try to do so. Okay. Um... The speed at which you do so somewhat takes the um, person by surprise, and there's just kind of this very grizzled look as you go walking by and continue on, but that's fine. Um, you do encounter winter, though, uh, as you are walking around handing out various vegetables. Uh, winter seems to be very confused about the fact that there are undead in this side building to the barn. The Cesarfoot uh, is helping to carry the bodies into. Um, normally you guys are destroying things, not storing things. Winter's not sure if what's going on. Oh, um, uh, Carl's gonna uh, pet her friendly and say, Oh, um, Miss Winter, I'm not sure what's going on here, but uh, we should probably uh, not fight uh, somebody unless they fight us first. So, (laughs) would you mind accompanying me? (laughs) Senator yells, No bites! 
No bites! Is this a long time to mention that perhaps Winter just trying to blend in has actually kind of done that weird, you know, doggy wolf thing where they've got the bang sticking out just to feel like they blend in? Mm. Too much? Soon? Yeah. All right. Winter is not doing that then. But Winter <laughs> does kind of slink over back towards the um, type, which is kind of impressive when it's a wolf with a full riding harness on. But it's the battle of wolves. Yes. Despite your treasure sense going ding, 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 ding um, behind you into the pit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and having to admire um, the fact that Carl actually does look good in a smoking jacket and pajamas. Mm-hmm. What else would you like to do? Well, like you said, he'll um, he'll go back to the the people moving stuff around and see if they have any sense of what happened before. He's eventually going to try to go after this thing one way or the other. Above or below ground, probably above, since he didn't really see any obvious way of following it underground, and that platform is probably a lot quicker. So, um, but first he'll, I mean, they're all probably pretty busy, but so he'll maybe see if he can help, like in whatever they're doing, and strike up a conversation with with one of them if they'll speak. Okay. Um, they all seem fairly willing to speak to you. General consensus is that um, there was a period of time where the moon was acting extremely wrong. Um, Lights were having a lot of issue just even trying to cast any sort of illumination around. Mm -hmm. So they kind of had huddled in town for a few days, and when the sun seemed to come up, their whole time sense is... Pretty keen. They know that a few days passed, but there was no sunlight, which for the vampires was good, but for everyone else was a little bit unnerving. Sure. When the sunrise came back, the local topography was quite a bit different. There were hills where there hadn't been before, and those hills looked an awful lot like hills in different areas, maybe a day's ride away. It was also soon after, you know, they went out and explored and they didn't find anything, but they started getting reports that people were finding caves and inside the caves was either treasure or some sort of money or pass deeper down into the world. Okay. This had started to bring in some local adventurers, which made everyone nervous because local adventurers generally kill the undead right off without any cause. But they were able to do enough deflection that they had at least four parties, adventuring parties, come through. Okay. Thank they were heading to the hills to look for treasure. They haven't seen them since. So that's kind of what Death was telling me about. Yeah. Got it. But for the most part, the town people don't 
head that far from town, feel free to. It's really not slaves. There's kind of a more of a symbiotic thing going on here than a parasitic. But they don't ever recall hearing from previous generations about dungeons and yeah. stuff like this. It's been fairly benign because the vampires tend to keep anything away. Sure. Um, before you guys showed up and stuff, uh, one day just the ground opened up. Something just started coming out and kept coming out of the ground. So you're implying that this all happened the day we arrived and there were no holes before this point? This was not like a recurring thing that they're just used to? There was the topography changes and the adventurers and everything else. That was a span of time mm -hmm. before you. But this hole opening up was like the evening before you guys had rolled in. Okay. Yeah. Because like we a, flew in and saw part of the castle gone. Right, that's kind of why we stopped. Being there, they're like that. You know, that was like Bob's. Okay, well, so we didn't cause it to the point that this has already happened like the day before we arrived. No, nobody. Seems I mean, to we we lying. probably did. <laughs> just just saying, it's usually <laughs> yeah. what happens. You know. No, for for one, I can see where you're you're coming at, but no, for once you're not being accused. <laughs> Yay! Move Earth spell. No, um, this was clearly something else. Xenatar is going to head back to our Caesar as FYI. But they but they don't have. Uh, you don't you don't have any sense of of what this this thing was, do you? Why? You know, it, it literally shocked the dead back to life and the live, you know, it just, it came out of, how it came out of this hole, one, that it created, but two, just the, the immense size of it. For those that play WoW, this is sort of like you versus a Ragnaros that's, you know, ten times larger in game graphics scale, but even bigger. It just rose up, took out part of the town, and then went away. Whether it found something that it wanted within the first part of the town and then came back later because it, you know, yeah. wanted punches. What um what what part did it did it I obviously this is our first time here. The the part that it decimated there primarily was it the it's, does it seem to be centered on on one particular thing that it maybe was going after? This was the suburb of town. This little section you're in. Yeah. This is the suburb. It took you know it took half the castle out, but there was the actual town of Ghostlight yeah. that is entirely gone, and that was a pretty sizable town. Not a city scale, but uh -huh. impressive, and it just swallowed it all up. Was there, I mean, uh, did, um, was there anything of, of note that you, you kept here, something to set set your town apart, or this this apart from the, the castle area? I was trying to figure out what, what exactly occurred, or why, more like. 
they had, they had some deep basements for obvious reasons. <laughs> they had some, you know, connectivity between them. Um, moving around is needed, but there wasn't a notable magic academy. There are a bunch of undead trying to essentially lay low, have some semblance of their own community, and then you know the albinos and whatever else had been existing in town. Okay. That death death doesn't death didn't exactly send you here from the very get go to wipe this place out. Orcus hasn't shown up looking for the wand of the dead where else. This was just a very strange, but Yeah, I mean, he's just trying to see if there was something particular that might be driving this thing along, because that's what he's been tasked to do. Um, so oh, he doesn't really... Actually. Perception check. Dice, what? <gasps> Dice! Uh, 34. Okay. Um, you seem to recall that... Having poured through, I remember that you poured through a bunch of the notes that were in the various canisters back at the Caesorium. Yep, there was a big, the big room full of them. You mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, there were a number of reports that a large number of adventurers had been going to each of these different locations for a while. Mm, okay. The numbers tapered off, and then suddenly something happened. Isn't that why we're here? Because there was, like, a report about it. That's why we checked this out in the first place, that there was something that needed attention. This this is the, this was the ending point in a string of places okay. on the map that have vanished. Yeah. But okay. the important part to note on that, Cesar, is that this took place, this event took place a lot faster than previous events. Hmm, okay. And that there had been a, a, a thriving adventure, I hate to say adventure culture, but adventure lifestyle in these different regions. Right. It's kind of like how you guys back home have, you know, you're collecting all the misfits and everything. Right. It's kind of along those lines of you guys are these guys were collecting adventurers. So right. if you want to go out on the limb, it is potentially that the food source here dried up a lot quicker because the vampires definitely aren't going to go out adventuring. They usually hmm. they not shop here, so could have been revenge, could have been hunger, could have been just precious want destruction outside of whatever Xanatari is going to be in a given day. Okay. I hmm. get, are we all overhearing this? Xanatari oh. <coughs> is going to turn to Caesar and say, why are we here? <laughs> well, I mean, there's obviously something uh, and, you know, big happening Unintended, uh, <laughs> and uh, it, it, you know, from the the reports we had seen, doesn't seem to have been a, an isolated incident. 
seems to be continuing. Um, and, uh, well, uh, I suspect that if, unless something's done about it, it's gonna continue occurring and wreaking havoc, and who knows, it might even end up uh, taking out your temple, and I don't think you'd want that, now would you? <laughs> who that... knows how Jim or Joe or Joe... Jim Bob! Jim Bob, what's his name? Michael Joe? Jim Bob something? Yeah. Okay, Xanatari's gonna look slightly alarmed at the mention of her temple. Yeah, Jeremy wouldn't be... Yeah. Wouldn't be too well if this thing came right up under his feet. Xanatari Father roll. Bishop Jeremy? Okay, hang on. Look at my sheet. 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 Uh, 25. Since you looked at the map um, back at the Sazorian, you know that actually that the Haven's in the path of whatever this line of destruction has been. <gasps> no! No, Jason Paul! Okay. Fine, Xanatari is committed to figuring this out now. Um, and okay. So what's what's the pattern? Um, some something weird happens, and all of a sudden, all these these hills and caves and dungeons and treasure troves pop up for no reason. Uh, it draws in a bunch of people going after it, and then this giant beast, horrible abomination comes up and eats a bunch of stuff and heads on its way. Which kind of sounds like Cesar at a buffet bar. But... <laughs> it sounds like Cesar every time he visits a tavern. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, pretty much Cesar. You kind of, kind of got it. And um, you guys are known to attract deer and have been in a lot of weird situations. I'm isn't all like that much of fun. Okay, so, let's do something. Have, yeah, I mean, we seem to have a good sense of the the way it's been heading, and especially here, it, it looks like you can kind of get a um, a read on on the immediate direction it was heading out of here. Um, we have ourselves a, a pretty quick uh, means of conveyance. Should we maybe try to get ahead of it? Uh, you know, maybe come across a place that maybe has these little treasure troves, or is is even ideally, right before it occurs, see if we can figure out what's going on? So you think that it's abandoned this area and gone on to its next set uh, of, shall we say, lures that it's going to use to try to capture travelers. You don't think that it will come back if we start picking up treasure and gold uh, as though, you know, perhaps it's waiting to trap us? Uh, I... I don't know. I mean, it seems that that seems to be the pattern based on what we had seen back uh, in the room there with all the different reports coming in. I also, I don't know that we can specifically say that it this is what's creating it. I mean, it could be. Um, or taking advantage of something already happening. Yeah, or maybe it's coming in afterwards and being drawn by whatever's doing this. I honestly don't know. So that's why I feel like getting somewhere where we're a bit earlier in the process might give us some more information. Okay. Xenotari is, is up for that. We can go back to the flying machine, and um, it seems like these people have things well in hand, and they've done their isolation scenario. Um, so she's game. Like, she will... She's agreeing. What do you, what do you think, Carl? Is that, is that a good carrot? 
<laughs> Carl, you know you want to go in the flying machine again. You love it. Yeah, must got a little sick the last time, but um, oh, I'm also I'm sorry to, that I'm asking this. I'm far from Sobchesky thing that uh, you couldn't handle this uh, ginormous creature. Uh, but what exactly are we going to do if we encounter it again? I mean, I could, of course, I'll offer to throw a rock at it, but um, I don't think it's going to do much good. I, I would agree. I, I, that's, I'm trying to be beat it to the, the next location. You know, I want to see if we can figure out either what's driving it or what, uh, you know, just figure out what it is and then and then maybe find some way to, to get an advantage. Because I think just in a head-to-head -head fight, I, uh, I might be uh, a bit more keen to run away quicker than if maybe Orcus himself were fighting us. <laughs> That's pretty quick. I, I, ostensibly, yes. Theoretically. Jari <laughs> looks at Carl and says, Don't trouble me with the details! Let's go! Uh, okay. Uh, also, I found this uh, mushroom and... Uh, I <laughs> of course song. you did. Judging from our last adventure, uh, we could always uh, eat it and travel into a mysterious past <laughs> alternate dimension <laughs> dream thing and beat it there. How about you have a little bit of that mushroom you know, before we, can... we fly? But tuck that away. We'll, we'll keep that as a plan B. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll hand out the rest of the vegetables to who's ever around and say, oh, your little bit of vitamin B will do your uh, paleness good, sir. And then, uh, yeah, I'll uh, follow Centauri and uh, probably back to the flight machine. Um, Carl? Yep. Roll, roll, roll for city check, please. Uh, was it was? Uh, didn't. Okay, just. Oh, uh, um, uh, uh, whatever I should roll, uh, that's a one. Okay. Um, you know, these people they don't have much to place anymore. Um, have great fondness for inviting people over for, for sleepovers and campouts. And there's there's actually room back in town where you know you want to adopt some vampires. Okay. Um, I think Carl's gonna uh, stay with the party for the time being. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So as brave brave party. Carl potentially facing an alignment change due to going more Zanatari than Carl. Party does a montage of walking back or whatever it is that they're going to do. Back to the flying machines. Okay. Zanatari take a second. Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathdefordesigner.com. Find us on iTunes, surprisingly at Death D4, or take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast at genesee.com. Hopefully, cross our fingers, knock on all the wood around here. We'll be here next week at 9 p.m. 
No, no. I mean, no, no. When's the next time we're going to be here? Oh, has some real life stuff going on. So real life, Carl? Uh, what? He's selling budget game. Uh huh. Okay. Um. So Carl is going to be uh, gone for a little bit, but I think we're going to try to do something in the meantime while Carl's gone. Okay. And so forth. So as we uh, chat goes into wherever it's going to go. It's <laughs> Yes, thank you for joining us all, and we will be here at some point in the next however long time. Um, but I think Carl should show everybody who's on chat, because obviously you on the podcast listeners will miss out on this. He has really awesome dice. Ooh, um, I'm pretty excited cool. about it. It was just in a uh, little excavation in Greece, uh, and uh, just found them being held by a skeleton, probably to pay the ferryman. And no, I made him out of soapstone and Yay. Oh, I gave for someone awesome. in the US. <laughs> I love it. I, and I have to say that the network feeds are uh, making this video look phenomenal. Good. Alright, see everyone later. Bye. Bye.